Good evening. Welcome to the PSI Monthly Podcast. My name is Kat, and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the podcast. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for 45 years. And each month on these trainings, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic Course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about our basic course, you can go to PSIBasicSeminar.com. Tonight, we have a very, very special guest with us. This evening, we have the co-founder of PSI Seminars, Jane Wilhite, and she is going to be sharing on the concept of Conceive, Believe, Achieve. Jane, are you with us? I am with you, but I'm trying to conceive, achieve, and believe myself this evening. Oh, so where do we start? I don't usually get cat to make me do these podcasts, but I am going to try to give you something to listen to. You know, most people think of me and they think of me at the ranch and the casa, and I am so very rarely there. I don't live there. I don't stay there. I haven't even kind of stayed at the ranch for, oh, probably 30 years. I have a home um, on the lake in Clear Lake. And, but today, I am in St. Augustine, Florida. I'm enjoying the cold weather, 36 degrees this morning. Um, my daughter said, come here, it's sunny, it's warm. I went, I, I, it's raining and cold up in Clear Lake. I said, okay, it's 36 degrees here, folks. Good Lord, and it has all that moisture in the air, so it's twice as cold as Clear Lake, which was 41 this morning. So I'm here with my daughter, who moved here about three months ago. They are loving it. We're in St. Augustine, and she really loves it. The children are in a great school. They have a great house. They're happy. They, they really are. They just love Florida. I've been here for a week or so. I'm trying to just take a vacation. And then silly me, I said, oh, of course I'll do a podcast. And of course, then I had to look around and start getting myself ready to talk to all of you today. Well, I should say, because I'm in Florida, I should say, talk to y'all <laughs> tonight. Um, as I said, my, I'm with my daughter and her husband, Janessa and Jeff. And my three grandchildren, who Janessa Genevieve is 10 years old, and the twins are seven, Joseph and Juliana. So I am on vacation, and I was thinking of the fact that 400 million, million vacation days go unused every year. 400 million, maybe that's where such an uptight society, good lordy. We're just not having enough fun. Okay, did you take your vacation this year, Kat? Uh, you know, I'm about to. I'm going to head down to Florida next week. Okay, but how are you, long are you going for? Two weeks. Yeah, but you have more vacation, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, no. I'm part of those 400 million days that I don't take vacation. Talking about those vacation days, number one, I read some of the suggestions and the questions. 
And I, I was a little bit worried because some of them, some of the people on this call are not real happy. And I know that when I take vacation or the people around me take vacation and are good to ourselves, guess what? We're just happier. We really are happier when we take care of ourselves. We start to see the world totally differently. And we don't have time to be negative. And the negative really, really spoils everything. It spoils relationships. It spoils discussions. It spoils so much. And that's you being negative about everything. I don't know how to tell you that being positive even when things are falling apart, and believe me, I've been running Psy for 45 years. Don't tell me things are falling apart and falling apart and falling apart. But, you know, every morning you just got to get up and you got to give thanks that you got up first. And then you have got to give thanks for the good stuff in your life. Now, if I believe, conceive, believe, achieve. I really do. And I think that starts with you giving gratitude for everything that you've been given. I I have been given so much. It's almost like I want to slap myself if I begin to see things negative or I see that I don't have what other people have. Or I it's it's just it's so much better to be positive even for the small things. Even for the little things, just that you woke up and you have a friend. And even if you didn't have a friend, you could have a friend. As I was reading the questions, and I'll go into the other in a few minutes, but, you know, how often do you read the manuscripts? How often do you listen to tapes? They're all available on the website to listen to. If you were listening to them once or twice a day, your whole life would change. I mean, I remember my husband with this <laughs> a stupid little yellow phonograph. Is it called a phonograph? That you put the L, the big records on. And he would have that in the bathroom while he was shaving every morning, listening to all the great speakers, especially Earl Nightingale. If you, we used to give up Earl Nightingale stuff, and it was so important to him. And of course, I'm sitting in bed reading or whatever, but I'm listening to Earl Nightingale. I listened to Earl Nightingale with him. Download something for yourself so you get a little grounded in the morning about everything that's wonderful. You know, New Year's is not very far away. It's a great time to stop and take stock of your life. What's going right? What's going wrong? How are you putting all of everything you've been taught to use to make your life better, to make your life happier? Whatever your mind can conceive and believe, the mind can achieve regardless of how many times you may have failed in the past. The problem is that... When the book, The Secret, came out and all of that stuff, it was, it was hyped to the point that there were some people in that secret that I truly believe really know how to manifest, like Bob Proctor. 
But it was so hyped that many people thought all you have to do is see it, okay? But you don't. It's like when Bob Proctor talks about the little red wagon that he wanted. And he saw it and he smelt it and he touched it in his mind. He knew it was going to be there. He could see what he was going to put in it and drive it around. And he believed it so much that every time he went outside, he expected to see it and it wasn't there. It's not so much, yeah, you can conceive it. You can see a red bike. You can see a pink jet. You can see a new house or a relationship. You can put a picture together in your mind. The next step is the hardest. It's not to achieve it. The next step is to believe it with everything that you have. Believe it. How do you believe it? How do you feel inside? Owning it. Taking care of it. Being there with it. Because most people, I'll give you an example. So picture uh, Rosie in the diner. She's the cook. Can you see her? She's got the white apron on. Her hair's up. She's got a couple curlers. Uh, she's about 70 years old, a little wide at the hip. Hello, ma'am, what do you want to eat? And you say to her, I'm going to have bacon and eggs. She says, okay. So she yells into the cook, bacon and eggs. Although I think they said it a little bit, you know, kind of cooler. But, and then you say, no, 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 I don't want bacon and eggs. And Rosie turns around and said, I already ordered it. And she said, no, I don't want that. I want English muffins and poached eggs. And Rosie said, are you sure? She says, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rosie turns around, yells to the chef, cancel that. Now she wants English muffins and poached eggs. Oh, wait a minute. The girl says, no, 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 no. I don't want that. I want oatmeal, oatmeal and toast. Rosie said, oatmeal and toast. We've already started the English muffin. I don't care. I don't want English muffins. I want oatmeal and toast. So Rosie turns around. She says, cancel the order. Now she wants oatmeal and toast. Rosie said, I'm not taking another order from you. But really what's happening is as you're sending, as you're trying to conceive that little red wagon, that's what you're doing. Because you start to conceive the little red wagon, you go, well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, I, I don't know what I want to, wait a minute, wait a minute, how big, it's gonna be bigger than a little wagon, it's gonna be a bigger wagon. No, I don't want the red wagon, I want a bicycle. So Rosie, cancel the order. And God, or this wonderful higher power, she's putting together the bacon and the eggs, or she's putting together the red wagon. And guess what? Rosie says, cancel the order. 
we want a bike. So the higher powers start to put the bike together. And they got the wheels on it and the seat on it. And you say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I, no, I don't want a bike. I don't want a bike. I want electric something. No, I don't want a bike. So the higher power, she goes, cancel the order. She doesn't want that. We got to start over. So every time you give an order up to her majesty in the sky, you cancel it before it even gets there. They're starting to work on it. They're starting to really make your order. And because you don't believe it, you go to something else. You start canceling the order before it even gets there. So our wonderful person in the sky says, no, she canceled the order. Let's, let's wait till she really, really wants something. I mean, really wants something before we start again with her. And kind of that's what we do, I do, you do, all of us do. When we don't spend enough time in the conceptual process, what you really want. Why do you want it? What color is it going to be? How big is it going to be? When do you want it? All those things that combine building this conception, this imaginary thing that you want, you wait forever before you put the color down and the wheels down and everything else. I'm like, bring me a guy. Oh, make him nice. But you get a guy, and he's the same, the age that you want. He has brown hair. He has no teeth, no job. He's just not the guy you pictured in your head. He's just not. And you go, but I asked for that, and I've been thinking about it. You didn't build it conceptually first. You didn't build him into the most wonderful person in the world that comes into a room and just looks at you and you get that feeling up and down your spine like, whoa. And you don't build him touching you, putting his arm around you, taking your hand, looking into your eyes. Those are the things that build the belief that it's going to happen. You know, um, the thought process of conceive, believe, and achieve, that was from Napoleon Hill. And most of the people, if you've been through the basic, uh, been through this type of work, all the educators talk about Napoleon Hill. He was a brilliant man who talked to everybody he knew, hundreds and hundreds of people, about what worked to be successful. And then he put them all in a book called what is it come on come on everybody what's the name of the book what's the name of the book what's the name of the book come on i'm not going to tell you so did you come up with it yet well you i'm, I'm sorry but you're going to have to look it up but i was thinking of napoleon hill where he gave away um 
acknowledgments to many people. Five in particular. But he also gave that to William Pimpatrick. Now, William Pimpatrick was Thomas's tutor. And I guess in some ways he was my tutor because I sat with him. We went up to the ranch. He, He lived on the ranch then. Um, Tom would go up and we would sit and talk. I always kind of left to let Tom have some alone time with him. But he thought William Pimpatrick was one of the successful people, the most successful people, the person that understood the philosophy of conceive, believe, and achieve. He thought William And I was thinking, wow. And I sat right there with William Pimpatrick. Many, many days and many nights. So that's in, that was interesting to me that it wasn't, I didn't know Napoleon Hill, but I certainly did know William Pimpatrick. If you haven't read Napoleon Hill's book, and I'm not going to tell you the name, then go out and get one and buy a few for some of your friends. Bob Proctor will tell you he has his original book that he carries around. And he will tell you that that's his life's blood. That's where he goes back to all the time. He changed his complete life reading that book and putting the principles to work. When I was thinking about conceive, believe, achieve, I was thinking about when we, when we think about that, We're usually thinking about something we want to achieve. We want a new car. We want a new job. We want more money. We want a better relationship. We want to lose weight. We want all that. We look at that for us personally. So I'm going to ask you at this Christmas time to look at how you can use, conceive, believe, achieve, how you can use that to better the world to better your family, to better your friends. You know, when I think of my daughter, I think of the perfect end result for her. You know, when Thomas was away and he was flying someplace and at night flying back to the ranch, I would start picturing what I wanted. And it's the same thing as conceive, believe, achieve. It really is. It's looking at the perfect end result. And so I would see him having dinner the next day, or I would see us horseback riding around the ranch because I needed a picture that was positive, not negative. I needed to see that perfect end result. So when I see Janessa, I see her standing next to her husband. There's a husband's arm around her, and she's got three bubbles She's got um, a green bubble, a pink bubble, and a purple bubble. And she's just balancing these threes like juggling. And she has such a smile on her face. And to me, that's a picture of perfect balance and happiness. And so that's the picture I attach to her. Um, I attach to the company a picture of a wave a huge, not title, but huge wave that's moving all across the world. 
this wave of happiness and possibility and peace. And I just see Psy as being that wave. And I see the employees of Psy's like lightning bolt because they kind of are. They're always out there. Hi, how are you? What's going on? And they're all such perfect, perfect examples of the principles of Psy. If you could take this time to start seeing perfect pictures for you, for your family, for your children, for your coworkers, and see them happy and delighted as this new year comes around and see them gaining everything. You know, in the women's class, I talk about um, how we get so hurt from in a relationship that ends badly and I, and they still have energy on this, this guy. And, um, I have them see that guy drive up front of the Casa in a gorgeous convertible with a beautiful woman in the front seat. And he's got flowers for her and she's got a huge diamond. And they have to come out and give him flowers and hug him and tell him, oh, God, this woman is so beautiful. Congratulations. Yay, yay, yay for you. Now, a lot of the women don't want to do that, and they cry as they're doing it. I mean, it doesn't actually happen that the guy comes. They do it in their mind. But then they walk away from it. And somehow they have more freedom from it. Because every single time you hold back somebody, you hold back yourself. Every time you hurt somebody, you hurt yourself. Oh, by the way, I see Shirley Hunt as Wonder Woman flying around <laughs> with everything. She got the black hair and everything. And can't you just see her with her arms trussed up going, I'm going to Phoenix. That's perfect. I'm going to Canada. <laughs> she looks just like it. Being positive, one of the best examples I've had of Maya Angelou, where she asked people to leave that were negative in her house. In fact, that happened to me one time. And I can't tell you, I still kind of embarrassed about it, but what the heck, I'll talk about it. Tom and I met in Houston, then we went to Dallas, and then we came to San Francisco, and he was asked to teach the class Mind Dynamics. So after San Francisco, Tom went to William Ben Patrick and said, I want to teach a different class. I want to te teach a philosophy class. I want to teach. He said, Mind Dynamics is a wonderful class, but I don't think it makes somebody greater the next day. It doesn't make somebody a better father. It doesn't make somebody, doesn't stop somebody from beating their wife or stealing. I want to put a class together with philosophy that means something in a daily life. So William Patrick said, good, okay, you can go to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, because not much that center is just about to fold. So Tom said, guess what? We're going to Milwaukee. I said, Milwaukee. It's freezing in Milwaukee. I don't want to go to Milwaukee. That's why I left Worcester, Massachusetts, because it was too cold. 
He says, I know, honey, but we're going to Milwaukee. I was pregnant at the time. So we drove cross country, got to Milwaukee. And of course, then Tom left to go teach somewhere. So I found a great apartment. You know what's great about the apartment? It had indoor parking. I never in my life had indoor parking growing up in Worcester. So it was okay. Milwaukee was fine. Um, I had my baby there, my baby girl. And she's still mad at me because she was <laughs> she was born in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. So now somebody says, yeah, where were you born? And she has to say, Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. She said she couldn't go to Chicago. It was only 45 minutes away. From there, we went to a place called Artesia, New Mexico. Now, Artesia, New Mexico is just in the middle of nowhere. You drive five hours in any way, and you're still nowhere. I had never lived. I mean, I lived 45 minutes from Boston. I lived places that you could get to a town, city. So we were in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And there was a wonderful woman. In fact, she was the mother of one of our instructors. Bill Sigenthaler was one of our instructors. His mother was Pearl Sigenthaler. I was over at her house. And I hate to tell you this. This embarrasses me. But I was over at her house one day, and I was mad about something. I don't know what it was. I don't think it was Tom, but it was something. And I was angry. And so I am in there going rah, 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 blah, 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 throwing up all over her. And she stopped and she said, Jane, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I don't allow any negativity in my house. I sat back. I looked at it. I could feel my eyes kind of going like, you know, I was embarrassed. I went, get me out of here. And I have remembered that for over 40 years. I don't allow any negativity in my house. That's my safe spot. That's my safe spot. If I'm coming downstairs, I'm wide open. You know, I, I don't have any armor on. I'm wide open. Shirley has the same thing. She doesn't allow any negativity in her house. You've got to have a place that you're safe. You've got to have a place that you're safe. And if you're not safe where you are right now, you need to find a place that you're safe. You don't want to do that to yourself. You don't want to worry every day about who's going to get you from the side. I mean, that's done enough the minute you close the door and go outside. Somebody's always there. Those mean remarks, the criticism, it's there and you have to deal with it. Sometimes I take a, an old, you know those old clocks that had the big kind of glass thing over it, you know? I put the glass thing all over me when I know I'm going into a negative position. I just, you've you got to protect yourself from the people that want to get you. And maybe that's negative, but you got to protect yourself. Tom used to say, 
in order to stay positive in a conversation, you have to do all the talking. <laughs> and I, I, I think that's really true. Or you have to move around real fast. From the time we started, Thomas and I started Sysemino's. I could see us growing and growing and making a difference and, and creating such happiness. And I believe that we've done that over 45 years. I really do. There are thousands and thousands of people who write and thank Sai, thank the people that work for Sai for making a difference in their life. For many people, you can lose it easily if you don't keep up with it. If you don't put yourself in a position to be around positive people in your life, if you're around negative people all the time, you're going to be negative. If you're around people that do drugs, you're going to do drugs. You have to position yourself in a place that's safe, that's up, that's happy, that's people working to make a difference. This Christmas, if you're feeling sad, unloved, then you better go out there and volunteer for something this Christmas. Get your bunnies out there and go stand in a line and feed people or help the children or something. And I'll tell you something, within a half an hour, you're not going to be lonely anymore. You're not going to be sad anymore because you can find thousands of people that have much less than you. I know if you went to the seminars, you have enough money. You have enough to eat. You have a place to live. And that's more than so many people in this world. So on gratitude, your skill is up starting at about 70% of what you have and the world doesn't. So when you wake up in the morning, you say whatever you want to your creator, but you start saying thank you for my house, for my slippers, for my nightgown, for the food in the refrigerator, for this beautiful sun or this wonderful rain. Everything, everything that you're given, everything that you're given, be thankful for because so many people don't have it. They don't have anything. And next to you, you're a king or a queen. So should we get on to some questions there, Miss Cat? Yes, I, I love how you add gratitude as the foundation for Conceive, Believe, Achieve. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Uh, oh, good. Before we go into questions, though, I just want to take a moment for everyone on the call who's not yet done our classes. Uh, if you want more tools to conceive your greatest life and expand your belief about yourself, the basic course has extremely effective techniques that you can put into practice right away to achieve goals beyond what you previously thought possible. Uh, the basic is an experiential class where you will be immersed in powerful exercises and get to explore who you are, what you really want, and how to get where you want to go. 
If there is anything you want more, better, or different for yourself in your life, then go to psibasicseminar.com and get registered for the next Thai Basic. We hold classes in cities across the country, so find a location and date that works for you. Again, that's psibasicseminar.com. You'd be so happy. Yeah, just go for it because really it it is a phenomenal course and uh, the hundreds of thousands of people that have gone through and expanded their lives are a testament to what's possible uh, through through the training. Uh, So next, for some questions uh, from DG, wants to know, how can I believe what I cannot see? Almost everybody can see a picture. You might have to go get a picture from a magazine to be able to see. But if I said, you know, do not look at the white elephant, you know, right in front of you. Do not look at the white elephant. You're going to see a white elephant. But some people have a hard time visualizing. So you don't have to. Just go get a couple magazines. Go get something that has a picture of what you want. But you've got to feel the picture, not just see it. You have to feel it. It has to have a feeling for you. It can't just be a picture. Now, then you take that picture and you put it in your mind's eye And then you start adjusting it, adjust the color, adjust the girl's hair or the boy's hair or the shoes or the clothes or the hands or the feet, whatever. You start adjusting it. It's like you take an eraser and you erase his big shoes and you make little shoes. You just start adjusting that until it is perfect and it will take some time. Uh, Next from NP. How do I get clarity on my goals or specific purpose? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? I can't tell you how to get clarity. Only you can tell you how to get clarity, darling. It's like, what do you want? You got to want something. Start there. Hey, if it's a, if it's a car, if it's a book, if it's a, you know, a new sweater, I don't, it doesn't matter. Start what, what, something that you want. And maybe that's to help something else. You know, maybe your sister wants a new car and you can help her get it. Maybe somebody, what do you want? What has such a burning desire in your soul to get? And I'm not talking about just for yourself. The people that I know that work for volunteering for causes have such want in their heart to make that come true. Um, So I, I ask you again, what do you want? Start there and then do the work. As I said earlier, do the work. If it's a sweater, what does the sweater look like? What does the hat look like? What does the car look like? And, I mean, you've got to get to the point that you can smell the leather of the new car. You sit in it. You drive in it. You park in it. You put it in the ground. You clean it. You've got to know it and want it and salivate over every part of it. 
and let yourself go big. I think sometimes people are afraid to let themselves want the things that they truly want. Yeah. They're too, they're, they won't risk. Mm -hmm. My God, if I don't get it. But mm -hmm. how, how far are they going to go that they never thought they'd go before? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I want to trip around the world. Well, they might get to Hawaii. <laughs> you know, and next month, go on to Fiji. And that perfectly leads into our next question from EZ. Uh, do you have any advice on how to overcome the fear of going after your dream, the fear of failure, risk, not feeling good enough, etc., and move from distraction into action? You cannot overcome it. You've got to go through it. You cannot overcome it. it. It can't be. And I don't care who that is, whether it's Bob Proctor, me, Shirley Hunt, you, everybody on this call. You can't get around it. You've got to go through it. If you want it, you have to go through the whole thought process of what people are going to say and what they're not going to say. And what if you fail or what if you pick the wrong thing? Everything. You've got to go through that whole thing. You can't go around it. Sorry. But kids, getting, going through the messy stuff allows you to really plant it firmly in your gut and your heart and your soul you gotta go through it because each step you through it every time you go well what if people will love and then you get past that and what if people think you're whatever and you get past that and you keep getting past all the hundred obstacles to move to i can get through this you know, my whole life has been failure is not an option. My mother died when I was 11 years old, and I made it. Failure is not an option in my world, except losing weight. That's been my big failure. <laughs> and now I'm over 70. I really don't care. <laughs> so I know there was a couple on how do you lose weight. Honey, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. When Shirley does a podcast, let's ask her. But she eats more than I do. <laughs> and she will tell you that. She's just a mechanism. Her body keeps running. She can't sit down for love the money. Um, let's go to another question. Okay, next from MP. How do you change beliefs? Over and 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 over 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 over. That's how you change belief. It doesn't happen. It takes thirty days of constantly seeing what you believe, constantly changing how you believe, because how you believe is kind of a it's a program, and you gotta. It takes thirty days to keep changing that program. So you look in the other side and keep seeing it. But, you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is work. This is why we call it the work. It's not a work. It's not like, oh, you read one book, you're there. I've been studying this stuff for over 45 years. It's the work. It's the work you do on yourself every day, every moment. 
Now, some days I like to just take the weekend off. And I used to tell Jen, Shirley, you know, too, uh, that that you, you're either growing or decaying. Have you heard that? You're growing it. Well, I'm going to decay this weekend. But every day, every day, it's called the work. We do the work. We're angry about something. We feel like we were hurt. What we do is work on what part of that was my fault. How did I create that? It is constantly looking at everything we do say and be. And from that, you gain self-esteem. You start feeling better about yourself. You don't have as many spots in you that can be pushed by someone and you react because you've worked on all those spots. You've worked on having my father be aggressive. He was loving, but man, could he yell. Having my mother die, having so many things happen that hurt in these years, working on those hurts so they don't hurt anymore. They're there. They'll never go away because a wound is a, for when you're a young kid and you're wounded. And, and for whatever reason, it could be anything, but the wound is there. When you think about that wound, you think about that wound as a person at the age the wound got there. Does that make sense? I hope so. Like if you were nine years old and, you know, um, and your father just really hurt you badly um, physically, you will remember that as a nine-year-old. You won't at 19 look at it through a 19-year-old eye or a 40-year-old eye. But you will as you start doing the work. As you do the work, you begin to not see that wound as a nine-year-old. You start to see that wound as a 40-year-old. And as a 40-year-old, you can... You can say, this guy hurt me. He probably didn't mean to. His father probably hurt him more. So there are so many different ways that when you stay in the work and you read. The, but if you just and just read a little bit, 10 minutes will change your life. If you put on some very positive tapes in the car. I'm not asking you to listen to them for three hours a day. I'm saying, could you listen to them for 15 or 20 minutes just to get that part of you working, that positive? If you went to the basic, you were looking for something. That positive part of you that needs someone, you can't do it yourself. you got to have someone, whether that's a book or a tape or just talking to someone that someone gives you the strength to move forward. That's the strength that you need. So tomorrow morning when you get up, you read. On the car, you listen. Okay, guys? Good. Next question. Next from CM. I feel like I'm really facing some inner critic demons and that my efforts to be positive and accomplish a goal are sabotaged by this inner dialogue. Can this inner critic get tamed and trained to be positive? No. You'll always have it. Uh, you know, we always have it. We used to call them menahunis. The menahunis are all after you. 
You did an exercise in the basic seminar where you had to fight against the Menahuni saying, no, you can't do it. No, you can't do it. You're going to have that throughout your whole life. As you read, as you listen, as you start making more sense of your life, what hurts and what doesn't hurt, what makes you feel great, what makes you feel like a little person. As you keep working on those areas, you get stronger and the Menahunis get weaker. In fact, tell the Menahunis, get lost. The minute they start up, say, shut up. Get out of my sight. You just don't give them space in your life. Just cut them off. Next from SD. If I've had a goal that I've said I've wanted to do for 15 years, but haven't achieved it yet, is it best to let it go or figure out the why of what's preventing me from getting there? Well, you can do both. I mean, you can, um, with another person, I've, uh, there's a great exercise that you can do with another person. You just put that person in front of them and they ask you, why have you not done this? Why have you not done this? Why have you, and you just keep answering and you go and you go and you go until there's some emotion about why. Okay. The other one is to just put it in a book someplace of something you might want to do. It, it really depends. Um, it, does it have a, an end date? Like I need to tell my mother I love her. That has an end date, by the way. So you better get your booties on and go over and tell your mother you love her. Because she goes, you don't want regrets. Um, so many people miss out and have regrets because they know they should do things and they don't do them. They don't apologize enough. They don't tell the people around them that they love them. They don't go make I'm sorry's. It's it's so easy and yet sometimes they miss the opportunity to do that and the person dies. And I I think a really good way is how I live my life is I don't want regrets, cat. I I just don't want regrets. And I've had them before. I don't want to feel bad because I didn't say I'm sorry to someone for something I did. I don't want to live and feel sorry for something I did and I didn't apologize. My thought is always, how is this going to feel tomorrow? You know, what you do today, does that make tomorrow better? And I know taking responsibility for your life, saying you're sorry, trying to do the right thing, being kind, being in gratitude, make your life better tomorrow. Let's do today what feels good tomorrow. Most definitely. Most definitely. And it's also surrounding yourself with people who see you bigger than you see yourself and surrounding yourself with accountability and structures for things. Uh, it, it makes a big difference for those goals that feel so big and somehow get, keep getting put on the back burner 
that when you surround yourself with people that see you bigger than the obstacles and surround yourself with accountability to get it done, it's amazing what you can accomplish. Well, if you're hanging around with nobody that makes more money than you, no one that's smarter than you, nobody that's more successful than you, you're in the wrong crowd. You're in the wrong crowd. Mm -hmm. Next from LH, how do I get past my false beliefs and ideas and create a new way of thinking about myself for myself? Now, she hasn't done the classes yet, so that's probably the first step. But from there, what do you have, Jane? If you've got negative beliefs about yourself, then you just handle each one. I mean, if you think you're a bad person, then start being a good person. If you think you're nasty, stop being nasty. If you think you're cruel, stop being cruel. This is not rocket science. This is you do a few things and, and, and your life gets better. Nasty people, I wouldn't even have them around me, but... you got to give me more than false beliefs about yourself. I know the other side of that. How do you start making life work better for you? That is, do today what feels good tomorrow. Boom, period, that's it. Uh, next from JL. How can someone use their past traumas to help them succeed and be productive in life instead of allowing it to consume and swallow them? Well, I think I just answered that with the, if you have a wound, if you have a, have something that's happened to you, a trauma, you've got to lighten up that trauma. You've got to even move to the point where it's really good. I remember it, it didn't stop me, but. For years, every time somebody would mention my mother, I would kind of tear up and it would affect me. And then I went with John Bradshaw. He was a friend of mine. And, and he said, you know, so what bothers you, Jane? I said, well, I think, yeah, I haven't really handled my mother's death and me being alone at 11. And he says, oh, I can do that for you. He said, close your eyes. Close my eyes. He says, do you see that? 11-year-old girl? I said, absolutely, I see it, and she's sad. He said, take her with you right now. And of course, I was living at the ranch then. We had just bought the ranch. And so I took her with me. I bought her own horse. I bought her all new clothes, shoes, jewelry. I took her horseback riding. I gave her dance lessons and everything. And that's what I did in my mind, and I kept doing it every day. Every day I would take her with me a little while and we would do, and every time I did something great, I took her with me, we took her to Disneyland, took her everything until she left. A happy, happy little girl. And I have never seen her since, the unhappy little girl. So there, there are techniques like we teach at the Psy at 7 and LS. We teach some techniques to make it easier for us. So, you know, you need to harness those hurts and you need to make them work for you. Not against you. Next from TT. 
I'm having a challenging time breaking through money blocks in order to manifest. How can I best achieve this? Good Lord. Go to a Bob Proctor seminar. Um, truly, truly, truly. You and the whole world is breaking through money things. I mean, I guess that we were raised with uh, so many of us have that money thing. I mean, if I remember the first time Tom made $10,000, he called his mother. Now, his mother and father were very, very Christian and wonderful people, loved them. But he called her, he says, Mom, I made $10,000 this month. And she said, I will pray for you, Thomas. It wasn't okay to make $10,000. He was looked down. He must have been doing something wrong to make $10,000. Everybody has menahunis around. All of us. We were programmed for many things, but most of us were not programmed to make a lot of money. The only way you do it is to put yourself in the middle of a rock in a hard place, take a risk, okay, and say, I'm going to do whatever your next level is. If your next level is to buy a million-dollar house, go buy a million-dollar house. If your next level is to buy a Ferrari, which is only, I don't know, about 150000 then buy the Ferrari. Now, I'm not telling you to go out on a limb. Please hear me. Oh, well, she told me to go buy a Ferrari, and I did, and I couldn't afford it, and they took uh, No, 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 no. But what's the next level for you? What's the next thing you want? If that's $50,000 in the bank, yeah, go for it. But you got to get off. you got to get off and go risk and do something big. Big, big. I think that puts us at time for all the questions. Um, okay, good. If you have a few takeaway points to leave people with here at the end of the call, that would be great. Okay. I love this saying. Hope is the yeast in that it expands to fill your heart and soul. My daughter once came to me and she said, I know why Tom married you and my dad married you. I said, why, honey? She said, because you're so gullible. Somebody tells you something and you believe it. And I do. I totally believe. I believe that you can have everything that you want if you really, really want it. And I live on hope. I truly do. Now, I've been criticized for that because it's kind of like woo-woo or whatever. But... I live on hope. You know, worrying does not take away the worrying. Worrying does not take away tomorrow's problems. But it does take away tomorrow's fun, joy, and peace. So, you know, if I was going to say anything, I mean, from those questions, I would say lighten up, people. Go take some time off and go laugh. Go help somebody. Go do something that makes a, a more peaceful world. Stop thinking about yourself. Get out there. Help somebody else. 
Just fake it until you make it. You know, you go out and when somebody says, how are you? Go, great. Great. I am great. And think about all the great things about you. And God bless you. You know, I really believe that if you're just reading, if you start reading more, if you start listening more, if you start seeing yourself in a different light, your life will change. I guarantee it. It will change. And good, good, good things will come to you. God bless you. I love you. Oh, thank you. What a wonderful treat to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much, Jane, for sharing with us tonight. And thank you to everyone listening in. We hope you enjoyed the call and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. You definitely don't want to miss next month's training. It's scheduled for Tuesday, January 9th. Our topic will be leadership and contribution. You can register now at psilive.com. And remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's psilive.com. If you're getting value from our podcast, don't forget to rate us and leave a review on iTunes. And definitely share it with anyone you think would benefit. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic course, you can go to psibasicseminar.com where you'll find information about the class as well as the upcoming dates and locations that are open for registration. Thank you everyone for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night.